Renegade Broadcasting. Hard-hitting talk radio. Welcome to the Solar Storm. This is your host, Kyle Hunt, coming to you October 24th, 2021. Thank you so much for joining me here at RenegadeBroadcasting.com. Please check out RenegadeTribune.com for a lot of great content, and go on over to HeathenHerbs.com for some great gifts for yourself, for your friends, and for your loved ones. Today, I am going to be spending about an hour here going through all sorts of crazy news for you all. And let's get right into it. I'm going to start off with kind of uh, a normie news, if you will. Uh, This doesn't have to do with necessarily Jews or COVID or racial issues, which is pretty much the standard fare here on the show. But let's talk a little bit just briefly about Alec Baldwin killing somebody on set. Yeah, this was pretty crazy. Uh, He shot somebody, a couple people on the set of Rust. Now... I don't know what Alec Baldwin is doing playing a cowboy in a Westerner in the first place. That just does not seem appropriate. I also don't know what he was doing pointing a prop gun at a cinematographer and a director. Was it one bullet that injured and killed two people? I I, I don't know. Or did he fire off one then fire off another? These are some interesting questions. He killed his cinematographer and... <laughs> injured severely the director and it just is absolutely ludicrous this goes against all gun safety uh rules that you're supposed to have on any set you just don't go around pointing and firing even prop guns at people so it looks like he might be brought up on some manslaughter charges and who knows maybe if some more information is revealed this could even be a murder charge maybe he planned to take out some people, make it look like an accident. I don't know. It's crazy, though. And it could all just be a a very big distraction, so people focus on this instead of on other, more important things. Now, we're going to know what is important, because the journalists are there to tell us, and these journalists are working with different social media companies to make sure that their 
Jew journalism is promoted right to the top and that uh, people who have a different take on things that the Jews don't appreciate, that that is not even seen whatsoever. Now, Facebook has recently changed their rules to make Jew journalists a protected class. Now, when I say Jew journalists, I'm being very specific here because it's not just journalists in, gen in general, like independent journalists who are a protected class. It's essentially the mainstream mockingbird mouthpieces who are a protected class now. And not all of them are Jewish, but they do serve their masters who run the media. They don't even dispute who really runs the media behind closed doors or when they're celebrating the fact that Jews dominate it. But when we say it, oh, we're conspiracy theorists and we need to be canceled by the Jews who run the media. So let's take a look at this Information Liberation article briefly. Facebook has changed its rules to make journalists a protected class shielded from bullying and harassment. <laughs> yeah which they do to uh, people like myself, a.k.a. criticism, according to a report from Reuters, which writes, Facebook Inc. will now count activists and journalists as involuntary public figures. No, they're volunteering for it and they're getting a paycheck for it. And so increased protections against harassment and bullying targeted at these groups, its global safety chief said in an interview this week. So these public figures can't be criticized. They can't be harassed. And also activists. Now, when they say activists, do they mean white rights activists? No, no, no. They're talking about the BLM, communist revolutionary types. The social media company, which allows more critical commentary of public figures than of private individuals, is changing its approach on the harassment of journalists and human rights defenders, oy vey, who it says are in public eye due to their work rather than their public personas. This means journalists can smear people all over the media and then be shielded from criticism, which they call bullying and harassment. Oh yeah, they'll go out of their way to dox people like myself and just to basically sick all of the anti-whites on people like myself. But that's not harassment. That is just completely justified. Oh yeah, of course. Now let's take a look at uh, what is somewhat interesting here regarding uh, the White House decision to delay the release of JFK assassination files to, quote, protect against identifiable harm. Now, this is pretty interesting considering this assassination took place a long, long time ago. Most of the people who were even around there are dead by this point. So what's the identifiable harm? Unless the government itself is the entity that could be harmed by this. And not necessarily just the government, but uh, perhaps a foreign government, primarily Israel, that could be harmed from these revelations. Some JFK files have been released over the years, and one of them talks about some Jews who are basically conspiring against Kennedy. And I think that's really what is going on here when they're uh, making sure that these files cannot see the light of day. Kennedy was almost certainly assassinated by Israel and Jewish supremacists in general. This was the crux of the uh, work done by Michael uh, Collins Piper on the JFK assassination. He really took a, a deep dive into and connected a lot of dots about how JFK was assassinated by the Jews. Just read the first paragraph here. The White House said Friday it would delay the release of long-classified documents related to the assassination of former President John F. Kennedy 
President Joe Biden wrote in a statement that the remaining files shall be withheld from public disclosure until December 15th next year, nearly 60 years after Kennedy, Kennedy's assassination in Dallas, Texas in 1963. In 2017, former President Donald Trump released several thousand secret files on the assassination, but withheld others on national security grounds. Th these guys are so guilty as hell. They're protecting their little deep state, which we know is, in fact, just a Jewish supremacist cabal. Deep state is just a euphemism for the Jewish supremacist cabal, which is running pretty much everything at this moment. All right, so... <clears throat> What their plan is, what this Jewish uh, supremacist plan is, is to crash the United States economically, societally, in every way that you can imagine. They are seeking to bring us down and then implement what Klaus Schwab, the German frontman, and I know he's probably not likely German, but everybody hears the German accent and they're thinking, oh, this is a James Bond Nazi type villain. So what they want to do is they want to have his great reset come in after an upcoming, perhaps, dark winter. So this article is Pandemonium Looms as Everything Shortage Meets Dark Winter. A global supply chain crisis is brewing, leading to a full-spectrum shortage of essential items. This is a result of mass centralization, where policies are dictated and synchronized by the arist aristocrats of the new normal. The coming years will be marked by extreme socioeconomic turbulence. <clears throat> and this is all by design, people. None of this had to happen. It's not because of the pandemic. It's because of government actions that uh, came, came about with the pandemic as a justification. So let's be clear on that. The world is reportedly facing an everything shortage where essential goods are getting harder, farther, and more time-consuming to find. These shortages affect the entire gamut of the social pyramid structure. The typical production to delivery cycle is repeatedly hammered by a macabre musical chair of woes in tune with Murphy's Law. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Well, things are actually going really right for the people at the top as they have been just sucking up all the wealth of the world over the past few years, thanks to the pandemic, especially. Now, we know all about the shipping containers not being, not being unloaded and all the other problems, <clears throat> empty grocery store shelves. Things are looking pretty bleak <clears throat> as we head in here toward the holiday season. Now, I don't want to be all doom and gloom on you, but it just looks like that's what they have planned and the Dark Winter references to a drill that was run a couple decades ago now, if I'm not mistaken, where they were planning for, I forget what kind of outbreak it was, but it was the next pandemic that they were hopefully preparing for. And yeah, that's we've heard the, the politicians use this Dark Winter references as well. Uh, Joe Biden used it infamously. Now, let's take a look at one more story here. Uh, before we get into some of the main topics of the show. Bipartisan legislators demand answers from Fauci on cruel puppy experiments. This is from The Hill. Our investigators show that Fauci's NIH division shipped part of a $375,800 grant to a lab in Tunisia to drug beagles and lock their heads in mesh cages filled with hungry sandflies so that the insects could eat them alive, White Coat Waste said. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is pretty bad. So a bipartisan letter demands answers from the director of the NIH. 
uh, House members, most of whom are Republicans, want Fauci to explain himself in response to allegations brought on by the White Coat Waste Project that involved drugging puppies. Allegedly, 44 beagle puppies were used in a North Africa laboratory, and some of the dogs had their vocal cords removed so scientists could work without incessant barking. This is so sick, and this is paid for by our tax dollars. So think of that next time we have to sign over some checks to the government. I am so sickened by everything that this Zionist-occupied government does. I hate it. I wage eternal warfare against the illegitimate, corrupt regime that is ruling over us. I don't care if they label me as a domestic extremist because of that. I really don't. This is life and death. And unless you want to end up like one of those puppies there, I think we should do something about these sick creatures, sick, sadistic creatures that rule over us. Fauci needs to go. Fauci needs to be brought down, but it's not just Fauci. It's all of them that need to go. Fauci is the king of COVID for all of us. He's our COVID czar, pretty much. And he has been through the Trump era and now into the Biden era as well. Now, speaking of Biden, let's move into the into COVID as a topic here. He recently came out and just mocked the concept of freedom. Yes, you have the president of the United States mocking the concept of freedom. It's just sickening to see what has happened to this world. Let's listen in The idea here. is that, uh, look, the two things that concern me, one are those who just try to make this a political issue, freedom. I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. No, I mean, come on, freedom. Number one. Number two, the second one is that, uh, you know, the, the gross misinformation that's out there. What you're putting out through the White House, Joe. Freedom? I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID? No, I mean, come on. Freedom? Freedom? People talking about freedom? Not in America. No, no, no. Freedom to kill you with my COVID. No, the government has the freedom to kill us with the vaccine, apparently. That's the freedom that uh, exists in the United States at this point. And it looks like the, uh, the CDC under U.S. Rochelle Walensky is playing to change the definition of fully vaccinated to include boosters now. So thanks, Jews, for that one. Jews just ruling the entire roost over there at the CDC and, of course, the Biden administration in total. Over 50 Jews in high-level positions within the Biden administration, completely vastly overrepresented compared to their population figures. But let's not talk about Jewish privilege, guys. It's the whites who have privilege in this country. Now, the White House is detailing plans to quickly vaccinate 28 million children aged 5 to 11 because they're preparing for the Pfizer vaccine, which Pfizer is saying is 90% effective in these young children to be approved for emergency use. And they're expecting that very soon. So let's read from the Associated Press here. Federal regulators will meet over the next two weeks to weigh the benefits of giving shots, you know, the clot shots, to kids after lengthy studies meant to ensure the safety of the vaccine. Okay, lengthy studies? How long has this been studied? Are there long-term studies done? Because I'm going to get into some studies that have been done that show that this is extremely dangerous and deadly. But they're not going to look at any of that. Let's just trust Pfizer. I mean, they've got a, a great mensch of a CEO. You've got Al Albert Bourla, that amazing Jew, just in charge. So really, just trust Pfizer on this. Within hours of formal approval, expected after the CDC 
ruled by a Jew, meeting scheduled for November 2 to 3, doses will begin shipping to providers across the country, along with smaller needles necessary for injecting young kids. And within days, we'll be ready to go into the arms of, a, of kids on a wide scale. This is so sick. This is so terrible. And here's the thing. Even after these young children get vaccinated... They get the clot shot. What's going to happen is that they're not even going to be allowed to take off their masks in school. Why? Because the CDC Jewess, Rochelle Walensky, is saying her agency will still recommend that children wear masks in school. So now that they're going to be quickly and slowly dying and becoming debilitated in schools, they're not even going to be able to breathe again. This is so sick. While people like Rochelle Walensky go about their business with uh, hobnobbing with all of the uh, Jewish elite and Shabbos Goyim of D.C., not wearing their masks, but the children have to wear them. They have to get vaxxed up and they have to still wear their masks as well. This is so sick. I am so disgusted and so infuriated, not only with the government, but the people who go along with this and who make it happen down at the lower levels. They need to be held accountable too. Everybody needs to be held accountable for allowing this to continue, for not doing enough to stop it. Hey, you know what? I'm accountable. You're accountable. Now let's make things happen here because they're planning to really injure a lot of people here. This is very alarming, very, very disturbing what is taking place here already so many adults killed maimed so many children now and now they're going for the youngest and after that they're going to go for infants next you better believe they're going to try to get them into arms of younger children than that it's just it's so terrible and why are they doing is the science on their side remember trust the science no actually with the booster shots yeah it's more of a gut feeling yeah yeah, one of the people who uh, approved the Moderna boosters, an FDA panelist, he was quoted as saying, it's more of a gut feeling rather than based on really, truly serious data. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is from the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> Vaccine experts advising the FDA voted 19 to 0 Thursday. Unanimous! They must love it! To recommend authorization of an extra dose of Moderna Inc.'s mRNA COVID-19 shot. So they met, they discussed all this, and uh, yada, 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 as the Jews would say. Members of the FDA's vaccine advisory panel supported Moderna's booster dose, even though the evidence for it was from a very small study and had mixed results. Ha <laughs> ha! Well, it doesn't. I've got a gut feeling. It's more of a gut feeling rather than based on really, truly serious data, said Patrick Moore. I don't know if he's Jewish, but it's a Jewish sentiment here. A member of the committee and a professor of molecular genetics and biochemistry at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine. The data itself is not strong, but it is certainly going in the right direction that is supportive of this vote. <laughs> it's a it doesn't matter if it's really safe or effective. We'll just say it's safe and effective, and you stupid goyim will believe it. Roll up your sleeves now. So yeah, that's how they're that's how they're determining it. This guy had a gut feeling, so you know, yeah, you gotta vote for it. Now let's take a look at some really disturbing statistics. I'm not going to go in depth here, but this article is from the Expose, so you could check it out yourself. I've found some good stuff on this. I haven't really dove in deep to see who might be behind the expose or if there are some ulterior motives, you know, controlled opposition, limited hangout type operation. 
But some of this stuff is just very spot on and looks good. So this article is titled, uh, so uh, the web address is theexpose.uk. Child deaths are 52% higher than the five-year average since they were offered the COVID-19 vaccine after previously being 14% down, according to ONS data. So this is coming out of the UK here. New data published by the Office for National Statistics has revealed that the number of children to have died since Chris Witte advised the government they should be offered the COVID-19 vaccine is 52% higher than the five-year average. That is really alarming. Children are dying for mysterious reasons after getting the vaccine. 52% higher than the five-year average. And it was previously down 14% on the five-year average up until the point when the Joint Committee on Vaccination and Immunization was overruled. So the four chief medical officers of the United Kingdom basically told the government over there that, you know, the experimental Pfizer mRNA jab, it's good to go. Just inject it to those children. And now so many of them are dying. Hmm, what could be the cause? What's going on here? Well, they're being injected with a clot shot known to cause myocarditis, amongst many other things, in children. What is happening in our world? And if you even call this out on Facebook or on Twitter or any of these other platforms, you're just deplatformed. You're spreading misinformation. It is so sick. And they try to get websites taken down by uh, from their hosting providers, and they go after you in any way that they can. Try to get it so that you can't even uh, raise money to support your operation if you call out their lies. I posted an article actually this morning, and it's not even really an article. Somebody had shared an infographic in the chat, and it's just it's showing exactly what we're talking about here. The pandemic of dying suddenly and unexpectedly, of course, after getting vaccinated. So all these headlines from around the United States are just showing the same thing. Actually, it's not just the United States. It's around the world are showing the same thing. People are dying mysteriously suddenly now. Indy Star, three high school athletes died of a sudden cardiac arrest. ALX Now, Alexandria Community Champion and Pastor Matthew Ian Gillette dies unexpectedly. Irish Mirror, Tribune pours in for a kind soul as young Irish mom dies suddenly. Horizon uh, Middle School student dies unexpectedly. Middle School student unexpectedly. Valley News Live. Today, former millionaire matchmaker contestant Trevor Jones dies Suddenly, and, and real quickly here before I continue, when you see a story about, let's say, Colin Powell dying of COVID after he's had the vaccine, he's not dying of COVID. He's dying from the vaccine. I know there were other health complications and he was old, but when you see these stories about, oh, a vaccinated indiv individual has died from COVID. No, 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 no. They've died from the vaccine. And they're going to just use their little spinning of the stories to further justify mass vaccination. Well, these people who have been vaccinated are still dying from COVID. Look how dangerous COVID is. We need to get everybody vaccinated. We'll have herd immunity. And people still buy their lies. Not that many anymore, by the way. Look at the comments on YouTube videos. People get it. That's why they have to censor so heavily. Okay, back to some of these stories. Wave three, Hanover College senior dies unexpectedly. Daily Voice, Bergen County native Jorge Merced Jr. dies suddenly, 21. 
Pioneer Press, much-loved arts writer and maker of community, Pamela Espeland, dies after sudden, unexpected stroke. Daily Express, school morning tragedy of teen girl who died unexpectedly in her sleep. This, just reading these stories, every single one of these lives did not need to be lost. They are not the result of COVID. They are the result of a murderous government that's ruling over us. And over all sorts of different governments of this world. It's not just our government. They're all interconnected and they're all working in lockstep. That's why it's called the New World Order. That's why it's the Jew World Order, the Flu World Order we are seeing unfolding here. Okay. <clears throat> Colchester Gazette. Family paid tribute after Colchester teenager's sudden death. Colchester Gazette. Colchester's husband's heartache after wife 25 dies suddenly. It looks like those are Two different people. Yeah, those are two different people, I'm pretty sure. From Colchester. Vernon Morningstar. Vernon Hoopstar dies suddenly. These are young, athletic people dying suddenly. Not all of them, but many of them. Young people. N Mysterious. It's a great mystery. WVEC. She'll be greatly missed. Virginia Beach, Beach Sheriff's Office loses longtime member. She was 49 and died unexpectedly. Fox 4 News, family of Richardson teen shocked about sudden death from COVID-19. Not COVID-19, the vaccine. She died unexpectedly at her family's home. Pop Crush, R&B singer Imani, 22, dead at 22. What a terrible headline. Yes, she's dead at 22 and she's 22. Oh, why are they saying now she died unexpectedly at the age of 24? That's really weird. I don't really get that headline, but uh, I guess if you know who Amani is, she's dead and she died suddenly at her home. Beloved KTLA producer Scott Allerick dies unexpectedly at 52. TBNewsWatch.com Family of Thunder Bay man incensed at Hillier's insuation he died from his vaccination. So he died suddenly as a direct result of vaccine damage is what people are alleging. They don't like that. That it's, that it's being blamed on the vaccine. Port Townsend leader Kurt Steinbach died suddenly and unexpectedly on October 2nd. Newark Councilwoman Sharon Hughes unexpectedly dies. She died suddenly, it says. Lisa Christina Darian Heilman. Her death was sudden, unexpected, and uncertain. She's another young person here. These are all young, athletic-looking people. Mantignon Boys soccer coach Bill Killilia dies suddenly at age 64. Old people, young people, they're all just dying unexpectedly. CBS 46. She never stopped dancing. Maurice School Senior, who died unexpectedly, remembered. Ronald Burnett Obituary in Helena, Montana, says he died suddenly and unexpectedly. He wasn't expecting to die. Spectrum News. Judge Joseph Russo dies unexpectedly at age 59. Do you see what's going on here, people? Do you understand? I'm reading through all these, so hopefully there are some people who don't get it yet, and maybe hammering away will get them to understand that we are in a war for our survival, and that a lot of our loved ones who have succumbed to the peer pressure and the media's lies are going to be severely damaged or potentially dying in the coming years. Just brace yourself for that. If it doesn't happen, then great. If you don't know anybody who gets killed by the vaccine, and not COVID, by the way, 
And if they were killed by COVID, no, no, no. They were killed by medical malpractice of intubation and throwing them on fentanyl and all the all these other uh, respiratory inhibiting drugs, which is their protocol. Okay, extra IE. Community pays tribute to a larger-than-life GAA player who died suddenly. The Mirror. Family's heartbreak is dad, 38, dies suddenly after a miracle baby's first birthday. This is so terrible. East Idaho News. Beloved teacher unexpectedly dies at home. These are all real people who trusted their government, who trusted the media. This week in local history, uh, the sudden, uh, this is from Hometown Focus, the sudden and unexpected death yesterday of Julia, 14-year-old daughter of this couple. Oh, man. Falmouth Packet. Is that Massachusetts? I used to live right by there. Tamson McKenna Williams, Penzance, died unexpectedly. Windermere High School mourns death of student. Madison Maddie Trover, 17, she died unexpectedly. This is what's happening. And when they introduce this into the 5 to 12s, just imagine the devastation we're going to see. I am so sickened by all of this. I hate having to talk about it, but I must. As long as they're continuing to murder people on a large scale, I think it's pretty important that we pay attention and do everything we can to stop this. It's just terrible. And to further the point here, let me briefly cover an article I reposted from the expose earlier this week. Investigation. Official CDC data shows a shockingly large increase of deaths due to abnormal mystery causes since COVID-19 vaccinations began. So data available from the CDC in the USA shows that since the COVID-19 vaccination program got underway in the U.S., deaths due to abnormal clinical findings not elsewhere classified have increased exponentially compared to pre-COVID-19 vaccination levels. Official t statistics show that the COVID-19 vaccination program began in the U.S. on the 20th December 2020, and by the 20th January 2021, a total of 14,270,441 people had received a single COVID-19 vaccination, which was 4.3% of the population, and 0.7% uh, of the population had received the full uh, vaccination. The pace of the COVID-19 rollout seems to have really picked up pace through around March 5th, 2021, at which point 16.9% of the population received a single dose and 8.7% of the population have received two. Because by April 24th, this had increased to 42.1% of the population uh, receiving a single and 282 receiving two. But something else had also begun to suspiciously increase at the same time, and that was deaths due to abnormal clinical findings not elsewhere classified. Mysterious. Unexpected. The graph above has been taken from official CDC data. Okay, so it shows essentially a huge spike right after people started getting vaccinated en masse. Go check it out for yourself. A radio program is not the best place to discuss uh, graphs and statistics. You should just go see it for yourself. It's everything we've just been talking about. And guys, I also want to encourage you to never trust government statistics in case, in case you didn't get the memo. They lie to us. So when you see, oh, 90% of the population has been vaccinated, it could be true. Or they could be trying to enforce group conformity upon us and make people really feel like, oh, I'm, I'm the only one who hasn't gotten this. 
I, I must go along with the herd. We need to get herd immunity. So never believe them. I see a lot of people who are very resistant <laughs> or hesitant to get vaccinated. It's just, it's terrible. People are seeing this. They know, they know actual people have been devastated by this, by just getting the shot. And then they had a call out of work for three weeks or something. This isn't uncommon at all. So that's why they don't want to get vaccinated. It's not because, oh, they read some fake news on the internet. The real fake news is what we're seeing coming from the TV every single day, coming through all the mainstream news sources. And because of the pandemic, the abuse of children has just skyrocketed. What's t taking place is just abhorrent. Just one story out of Colorado Springs where the student says she was forced to tape a mask to her face at school. It's just disgusting. I saw another story uh, about this mentally retarded girl who had her who had her mask taped to her face behind or not even taped i think it was you know like strapped to the back of her head uh at a school because oh they demanded complete compliance and this retarded girl was not complying so they essentially strapped it to the back of her head and when her parent found out uh you know this girl had come back looking like this she found all this uh all this snot and, and all sorts of different stuff contained within this face mask because she's freaking out and it's all being stuck there. She, it's not getting cleaned out. It's just, it's, it's heartbreaking to hear. And this parent only found out because they forgot to take this, all the straps and everything off one day. Uh, and she came home with them, but they've been doing it for weeks. And the parent no, had no idea. Take your children out of public school, please. Please, people, if you have them in there, find a way. I know it's difficult, but please find a way. They are abusing children every single day in these schools in so many different ways, psychological and physical. It's terrible. Oh, here's uh, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky, our, our favorite Jewess here, saying all children should be forced to wear masks in school. She's all for forcing children to wear masks and forcing people to get vaxxed up. Let's take a listen to this little clip. From FDA and recommendations from CDC, we will be working to scale up pediatric vaccination. That said, it will take some time. And as I just noted, as we head into these winter months, we know we cannot be complacent. We also know that um, from previous data that, that, that schools that have had masks in place were three and a half times less likely to have school outbreaks requiring school closure. So right now we are going to continue to um, recommend masks in all schools for all um, people in those schools. And we will look forward to scaling up pediatric vaccination during this period of time. Pediatric vaccination. Speed it up. Oh, but trust her statistics, guys. She's got the statistics, the science on her side. She knows what she's talking about. Otherwise, she wouldn't be in a position of authority. This is so cruel what they're doing to children who have, according to their own statistics, about no chance of getting sick and dying. Well, but we need to we need to vax up and mask up the children so they don't don't infect the adults. Yeah, for the greater good. Cause them to want to kill themselves. Just happening at record numbers. Yeah, if you're not taken out by the the vaccine, maybe you'll just be taken out by depression or some drug use because this world sucks and these children want an escape from it. Oh, and you know what? Just cancel Halloween while you're at it anyway. 
It, it, Halloween's a racist thing, so you might as well cancel it. You don't want them spreading around those germs. You don't want them having any fun. They can't have fun when it's a pandemic out. Yeah, the adults can go out to the bars and the clubs and everything, especially if they're vaxxed up. But the children, no, keep them masked up, socially distanced, and don't let them have Halloween. At least that's what the University of Virginia has done. They've they canceled outdoor trick-or-treating that they've done for many years. They canceled it last year as well. But, uh, yeah. Even even Fauci has told CNN that children should be trick-or-treating this year. That it's okay for them to be outside. But the University of Virginia is just, they're trying to be very, very cautious. So they're just canceling fun. They're canceling Halloween for the children this year. Yep. But you know what they're going to have? They're going to allow for the community to participate in a virtual Halloween costume contest. Isn't that so fun? Great. Absolutely great. Okay, let me go to this story. It looks like there actually is no mandate. I've mentioned this before. It looks like, yeah, the White House has not actually put out any official mandate at this point. And I don't even know if they have the ability to. Do we have any good constitutional scholars on our side to, to really analyze this? Can the government do this? Can the federal government do this? I don't think so. Anyway, let's let's get to this little clip here. This is from Newsmax, not an endorsement. Okay. We're going to continue to implement the law, which uh, the President of the United States has the ability, the authority, the legal authority to do. Uh, and we are going to continue to work to get more people vaccinated uh, to get out of this uh, pandemic. The President will use every lever at his disposal to do that. Ooh, yeah, about that. The president doesn't make any laws, actually. So let's talk about vaccine mandates. And I want to be real clear here. I'm talking about the mandates, not the actual vaccine itself, okay? So before you people on the left go freak out about this, as far as the mandate goes, you can screw right off, Joe Biden. It's not a law. You can't make it. And it's not even a law now. It's, look, this is my choice if and when I want to get this. And it is for, same for every individual. But you, you want to know something insane? I mean, this is absolutely insane. No one's talking about this. The Joe Biden vaccine mandate, it's never actually been imposed. It's not written. It's just nothing more than a press release and a speech. It's never been issued as an executive order. OSHA hasn't actually implemented any rule. that There's no law requiring it anywhere. Congress didn't vote on it anywhere. Yet here we are. All these companies like lemmings off a cliff are making it their policy. Now, because there is this mandate that is in effect in people's minds, I guess, uh, that a lot of companies and government offices have already implemented it, and a lot of people are being driven out of their jobs. A lot of police around the country, who I guess didn't get defunded, are now being forced to, to step down, step aside, get fired. And that is, uh, that's going to open up pretty much a nightmarish hellscape this winter, potentially, as already we're seeing record violence, which has come about ever since all of the big BLM protests back in 2020. So this is a recipe for disaster. And of course, it's completely intentional. Uh, we might see some National Guard filling in as violence increases. We might see a federal police force, you know, besides the FBI and some other agencies. But who knows where this is really leading, but it's being done on purpose. Now, Chicago is going to lose a lot of its officers, and already, look at what's happening up there at that magnificent mile, which used to be a big home to all these expensive shops, and it was really considered a great place. Now it's just nightly violence, people getting robbed and beaten and murdered. 
And so all these places are having to shut down. Of course, there's rampant shoplifting going on because nobody's prosecuting the dindus who go in there and steal a bunch of things, as long as it's under $1,000 or something. It's it's basically like that, that show, Supermarket Sweeps or whatever it was called, where you just get to go and grab as much stuff as, as possible. Yeah, if you're black, that's what you can do, I guess. And uh, nobody's going to say anything about it, which is why the, the Target up in San Francisco, which was one of their big, big stores, they actually had to shut down. They're just shut down now because they were getting... They were getting uh, so much shoplifting in there because the police was not prosecuting it. Anything under $1,000 or something. So, yeah, that's what's taking place. Now, Indiana has actually invited the cops who might be laid off in Chicago to come and work for them in Indiana where they're not going to have a mandate because there really is no mandate. None of this is constitutional and it's not a law. So... That's that's what's going on there. Now, one other thing I want to mention before we get off the topic of the COVID crisis is what is one of the things that could be happening here with the rich getting even richer and the government taking a lot of money? Now, printing a lot of money, devaluing our money and doing all sorts of crazy stuff with the, the financial element here. But let's take a look at how they're robbing us. Of course, it's with medical bills and all that, right? That's a huge one. And also having to take care of the people who are maimed from the vaccine. But let's look at the people, especially the old people who they, they killed off at the beginning. That was uh, really, you know, who's been dying in mass here. But of course, we're seeing some sudden and unexpected ones after they rolled out the vaccine. Well, what could be going on here is that people are paying a lot of death taxes, right, to the government. So I looked up death taxes and death taxes are imposed by the federal government and or state government on someone's estate upon their death. These taxes are levied on the beneficiary who receives the property in the deceased's will or the estate which pays the tax before transferring the inherited property. Now, they ha especially with things like farms and big estates, the death taxes are absolutely insane. So death taxes are also called death duties, estate taxes, or inherited ta inheritance taxes. So... This is so terrible. Even after you die, the government is still going to tax the hell out of you. It'll tax you when you're dead. I hate the government. I really do. It is so sick. So the poor children aren't even able to get what's rightfully owed to them, what was going to be bequeathed to them, because the government has to step in and say, <laughs> well, we got to get our greedy little paws on some of that. So just look at what's happening when they're murdering all these people. And then they're taxing them in their deaths. So sick. So sick. <sighs> so definitely that could be part of what's happening here is they're just taking a bunch of money from, from wealthy old people and not letting their children have any of it. That also happens while the wealthy old people are alive too when they put the, give them a, a guardianship. You know, uh, so somebody just siphons off all their mo money and medical bills and nursing homes and things like that do it as well. Anyway, uh, this segment was brought to you by one of our advertisers. So I just wanted to to play this advertisement for you just briefly here and then uh, we'll come back and talk about some other issues. It is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. 
Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. Yeah, go ahead. Worry about sugars. They're, they're the real threat, guys. Not, not the vaccines and not any of Pfizer's other products. Sugar. Pfizer's really worried about your health. They're here to help. And you know who's here to help with our health as well? Is Richard Levine. Now, Richard Levine goes by Rachel these days, but Richard is really worried about our health, and so Richard wants to make us very, very sick, and Richard wants to turn your children into freaks whose genitals have been mutilated. Yes, yes, we have a deranged tranny now as a four-star admiral in the United States. (sighs) Richard Levine, who goes by Rachel, is a cross-dressing faggot. Now, saying any of these things, not using its preferred pronouns, this is pretty much a hate crime at this point in America. And if it's not now, it's going to be. Richard Levine is a disgrace. Is a great example of clown world, though. And it's just insane to me that this thing is the U.S.'s Assistant Secretary for Health. It's an obese, disgusting, tranny, cross-dressing Jew. He's been sworn in as an admiral of the U.S. Public Health Service Commission Corps. It's the, he, he is now the country's highest-ranking openly transgender official. Now, what did, what did Richard do back when uh, Richard was in charge of the health for Pennsylvania? Yes, uh, Richard was appointed to be the health commissioner of Pennsylvania by Governor Tom Wolf in 2017. Now, Richard took his 95-year-old mom out of a care home, and then right afterwards, Pennsylvania, under Richard's watch, required nursing homes to take in COVID-positive sick patients from hospitals, who likely had very real illnesses, thereby killing old people. How is... How would you ever think that taking sick people... we got a pandemic. Let's, let's just believe what they're saying about that. It's not true, but just believe it for a moment. We've got a pandemic. Very real sick people testing positive for this COVID virus are then taken and put into immunocompromised old people's homes. This was taking place all over. All over. This is what I'm pretty sure Whitmer did. You had it happening up there in New York under Cuomo. You had it happening in Pennsylvania. You had it happening all over. Remember that video that came out of the black boy beating his mentally retarded, beating the old white man? Remember that? That was uh, in a nursing home where the boy was COVID positive, going in and beating the old white man. And that's what that's what Richard Levine, not Rachel, not a woman, Richard Levine did. In Pennsylvania, right after taking his own mom out of a care home. Don't don't respect these people's pronouns. Don't go along with this. Don't uh, don't call this thing a woman. Don't call it her. Same thing with Bruce Jenner. We can't go along with the sickness. That's one of the things that they really need us to do is go along with the sickness and just not be offensive that we have. 
people out there pretending like this is a woman, calling it she, is just a sign of the sickness that has overtaken us. And it comes from Jews. This is just yet another one of the Jewish supremacists who's in charge in our country now. We're ruled over by a transgender freak. It's, it's not even transgender. It's just a, it's, a, it's a man dressing up as a woman. Maybe it's been generally mutilated. I don't know. It's just disgusting regardless. It, we're, we have somebody with severe mental illness determining the health for the country as a four-star admiral. And it's not because this thing, this creature, Richard, is actually good at his job. It's not like he's doing a great job. Well, he's, it, if you consider what the Jewish supremacists want, then yeah, he's doing great at his job. What I'm saying is it, this isn't a meritocracy we're seeing where finally transgenders are allowed to rise to the level that they're supposed to be at. You know, before they were just being held down and suppressed. No, no, no. This thing is being promoted because it's trans. So we have them elevating these freaks over the rest of us. Just think of how many people who could have done that job great were, were, uh, had, were jumped over by Richard because the Biden administration is just pushing absolute insanity upon us. Ill health in every way. They're poisoning us. They are poisoning us. And, you know, I actually saw this article from National Geographic in 2010. Just quickly going back back to vaccines for a little bit. And all vaccines, because all these vaccines contain mercury. But this National Geographic article said that uh, the mercury, mercury poisoning was causing birds to act homosexual. You could take a look. This was 2010, National Geographic. Mercury poisoning was causing birds to act homosexual. Now, I wonder if the epidemic of homosexuals and gender queers and all the rest of the rainbow of degeneracy out there, all these young children, if they're not the result of mass mercury poisoning, which I didn't experience uh, at this level. They increased the amount of vaccinations that were going into these children. I was still damaged. 100%, I can assure you, I was damaged. But these children are receiving so much more, so much more mercury poisoning, so much more aluminum, other neurotoxins, formaldehyde, and all the other sick stuff, and the stuff that we don't even probably see on the ingredient label slipped in. And now it's even worse with what they could be potentially putting in in terms of parasites and graphene and all the rest. But anyway... Let's get back to the, the stories uh, involving Jews here. Yes, we have a, uh, a new Mossad boss, and he's making sure no Mossad agents uh, are talking to anybody. I just saw this article. I forget where it was linked from. Maybe Drudge from Spy Talk. Mossad's new boss is a gadget-loving killing machine. I love how this comes out at the same time. You know, no time, for, uh, no time to die. Is out the last James Bond movie starring Daniel Craig, who says he loves to go out to, to uh, homo bars, gay clubs as they're called, fag places. Yeah, you know, he said it was a great place to meet women too, because he's totally straight. He said he didn't like the the hetero vibe and masculine men trying to get in fights at regular people bars. That's why he would go to the, the fag places. So anyway, this new Mossad chief, his name's da- David Barnia. He's going to walk softly and carry a big stick. That's what they say. So just wanted to bring that up. You could take a look at this. I guess he loves gadgets. So (laughs) you want to talk about Havana syndrome? You want to talk about people being uh, poisoned with radiation and all sorts of other things? And, well, let's just see where this goes with a new tech-loving, gadget-loving Mossad chief who doesn't want anybody within his organization talking about anything. So just be aware, the Mossad could... Get even worse now.
as if it wasn't bad enough. All right, I'm going to take a little break here myself just to play a play a clip here to remind you of uh, a, a Jew who just was so instrumental Children. in the Jew K. This is a this is a lord, ladies and gentlemen. How ridiculous that a Jew is a lord in Britain. Anyway, this is Lord Janner. Lord Janner was the founder of the Holocaust education program over there in the UK, and he was just always going on and on about the Holocaust. And he was raping children for decades, and he was allowed to do so. Everybody knew about it. Everybody knew about it. So let's take a let's take a listen to this uh, report here from Sky News. Breaking news this lunchtime: children who claimed that they were being abused by the former Labour peer Lord Janner were let down by institutional failings. A report from the Independent Inquiry into Child Sex Abuse said children in the care of Leicestershire County Council were not given the attention they deserved. Our correspondent Ali Fortescue is in central London for us. Ali, just remind us a little bit about the background to this uh, and what this report has revealed. Yes, Jane, this is a report 75 pages long. It's been long awaited. And as you say, it finds that children have been let down by institutional failings. I think it's worth reminding people that this report was never about deciding whether or not Lord Janna is innocent or guilty. It was about looking at how institutions, the Crown Prosecution Service, the police, the Labour Party, Leicestershire County Council dealt with those allegations of sexual abuse, whether he received preferential treatment because of his position of power. And this report looked at a number of different police inquiries. First, Operation Magnolia, which was uh, an inquiry that started in 2000, and it found that there was a deliberate decision made by police to withhold key witness statements from the Crown Prosecution Service, and it says that that was serious and inexcusable. And crucially, it says that children in care were distrusted. Uh, And then it looks at a second operation a few years later in 2006. Again, it says that officers were reluctant to push the investigation forwards. But importantly, though, it does not say that that was because Lord Janna was given preferential treatment because of his political position. And to remind you, uh, as you asked about the background, Lord Janna died facing 22 uh, allegations, 22 charges against nine boys. He's uh, accused of assaulting uh, boys in Leicestershire county care homes where he was the MP. He always denied those allegations. His family continued to say that he has been denied his day of court uh, in court because, of course, he died um, being deemed by judges unfit to stand a criminal trial. But today, this report finds that Leicestershire County Council has a sorry record uh, of failure in relation to its children in care. Leicestershire County Council, worth saying, told the inquiry that they accept that steps should have been taken to stop those failures from happening. And I think it's also worth reminding people that this is one of a number of reports as part of the independent inquiry into child sex abuse. It's looked at a number of different institutions, including councils. Um, There was a report into Lambeth Council, for example, religious groups. These inquiries do not actually have the power to enact change. That will be down to the government. All right. So there you go, Lord Janner, just able to get away with it. But, you know, it wasn't because of his special position. No, no, no. They're all allowed to. Anybody who's a top, they're expected to. They need to. That's part of being uh, being part of the club. Okay, so let's let's continue on with our friends, the Jewish supremacists here. Oh, our greatest allies in the whole wide world. 
And you know who's a great ally is the Chabad-loving Vladimir Putin. Here's an article from RT. Russia and Israel are united by both nations' resolute rejection of anti-Semitism and any manifestations of xenophobia. Yeah, that's from uh, Putin there. So, guys, this is especially important because so many people are just looking at Putin as being so based because he's he's fighting back against the West for pushing transgenderism. What he's doing is essentially just the whole Dugan agenda of blaming the West for all sorts of degeneracy and pointing out some very obvious things but essentially just trying to take down the West so that the the East can rise. All of this originally was pretty much an export from Judeo-Bolsheviks to begin with. They just didn't allow it in the Soviet Union in the, in the way that they did in the West. So that that's pretty much what's going on. It's an export. Now, some of the cultural degeneracy has certainly uh, gone on in Russia, don't get me wrong, but it's a force for taking down societies. So just because he's saying, oh, I don't agree with that, doesn't mean he's a good guy. This guy is, uh, this guy is uh, pro-Jewish to the core. And don't ever let anybody like Andrew Anglin convince you otherwise. Anyway, this was written by Johnny Tickle. Do you, you believe that? This RT contributor, Johnny Tickle. There you go. Tickle, Tickle Johnny. Oh, intense hatred for xenophobia, the battle against anti-Semitism, and the outright rejection of any attempts to rewrite and falsify the history of World War II are just a selection of the stances that unite both Israel and Russia, according to Vladimir Putin. Let's jump to the end of this article here. So, Bennett, the new prime minister, is due to visit Russia on October 22nd. The prime minister assumed office in June this year following an agreement that will see Israel's leadership rotate to coalition partner Yair Lapid in two years. Following Bennett's signing in, Putin sent a similar message calling on the two nations to combat the glorification of Nazism, denial of the Holocaust, and the Red Army's decisive contribution to the victory. Don't talk about the gulags. Don't mention any of that. Don't talk about all the murders. Don't talk about the rapes of German people and the hellstorm that took place. Don't talk about any of that. You can talk about how great the Red Army was, how the Holocaust definitely happened, and the Nazis were the worst people ever. That's the only thing you can talk about. Come visit Russia. We're totally, totally based. Last year, during a trip to Jerusalem, Putin called for politicians to stop using the Holocaust for posturing, calling it the duty of current and future leaders to protect the good names of heroes. Okay, so let's now move on and talk about some race issues. You guys catch the black female uh, drill sergeant leading a bunch of masked white men in the army on on a march? How she was chanting about MLK and these muzzled men were just going along with it. Oh, this is the modern military for you. And this this black woman, and honestly, the profile looks, it doesn't look human. Uh, I, I'm not trying to just be mean here. You know, like it's over the top racist. And the, and the still that I'm seeing right here, this looks like they're being, like it's Planet of the Apes is what I'm seeing. And again, I'm not just trying to be over the top. It looks like freaking Planet of the Apes taking place here. Remember MLK. Remember MLK. He tried to lead the way. He tried to lead the way. But he was shot one day. But he was shot one day. In the early morning. In the early morning. It's all right. 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 It's okay. I see better days. I see better days. 
Got some soul in the military now. All right, and they're all getting vaxxed up. It's gonna be great. This month. Okay, so let's take a look at this video that was released by the White House today, earlier today, and it's it's got like no views. Listen, if I was allowed on YouTube, I'd have way more views than the White House. Seriously, and I'm not even that big. Uh, Sinead would have had way more. Right now it has 3,222 views. It was released much earlier this morning. They turned off the comments. They only have 157 thumbs up and they have 1.2 thousand thumbs down. So this is just a video about uh, on October 20th, Biden and Harris attended and delivered remarks at the anniversary celebration of the dedication of the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial in Washington, D.C. So this wasn't even MLK Day or anything. It was just, just the anniversary of when the monument was dedicated. It's a big stupid monument where he's kind of emerging from a big granite rock or whatever this is. It just looks stupid. The whole idea behind honoring a communist agent uh, who was beating and abusing white women. Uh, I, it's, obviously, I don't agree with that. <laughs> but there's an MLK Boulevard in every single town. I advise you to uh, avoid them at all costs because a lot of bad things happen on MLK Boulevards. Anyway, let's just, let's just listen in here just so you can be more disgusted. This monument, whatever your age, is dedicated to a man whose voice we can still hear, whose words still echo not only across this city, but throughout our country and our world. Here, uh, in the heart of the capital, the tensions and the heat of the nation are vividly on display. But here we stand with Dr. King to show out of struggle, there's progress. Out of despair, there's hope. Wow, he is so inspiring. So inspiring. In New York City this past week, they removed the Thomas Jefferson statue from City Hall because, you know, white racism and must slavery. Uh, so the, the person who was behind really getting this done, Assemblyman Charles Barron and his wife, Councilwoman Inez Barron, they said, when we remove the statue, we're making a step in the right direction for erasing honoring of those who murdered and raped us. Okay, honoring them, you know, people who supposedly raped uh, hundreds of years ago. We're honoring people who murder and rape every single day here in the United States on the streets. Say, just take a look how George Floyd has been turned into a saint. This guy held up a pregnant woman at gunpoint and was pointing the gun at her womb. He's a pornographer. He was high on fentanyl. He was passing off fake bills. This person has been turned into a saint. And they're talking about, we don't want to honor those who murdered and raped us in the past. Ugh. So, that's kind of the state of where it's going. We have, uh, we have rapists, murderers, drug dealers, thieves being honored as these great glowing examples of diversity and progress and just what it means to be heroic in this country. Oh, what it means to be a courageous woman. Just look at Caitlyn Jenner. Right? What, look, what it means to be a courageous, successful woman. Just take a look at Richard Levine. This world is just so backwards, so messed up in so many ways. But you know what the big problem is? Yeah, New York City ha has recognized it, that racism is a 
public health crisis. Yeah, so right when they're removing the Thomas Jefferson statue, they also have come out and said that racism is a big public health crisis for the New York, for New York City. But I, I actually expected this much uh, earlier because already in this country, the CDC under the Jew Rochelle Walensky had declared racism a public health crisis. And as of... Uh, a couple months back, it was something like 84 different counties in America had declared, counties or cities had declared racism a public health crisis. So don't talk about the actual people who were out there murdering in the United States being a public health crisis. Don't talk about them. Don't talk about all the violent crimes taking place by a particular group of people. And, and don't talk about that. It's white racism that's really... It, it's kind of affecting people's minds, therefore their bodies, too. It's, it's a very subtle thing. you got invisible backpacks full of privilege and all this. You know, it's hard to see. Just like the virus, okay? It's hard to see, but you got to wrap your mind around it. Whenever you see black people committing crimes on the streets, you have to understand there's an invisible white supremacy kind of act, making them do it. It's almost like an evil spirit that's, you know, invaded their heads, and is taking control of their bodies. Never blame the actual violent criminals themselves. White racism is the biggest problem here. That's why black people are dying. Okay, it's white racism. It's not the other blacks shooting them. That's, you know, that's just... It's You gotta blame it on white people. That's all. That's all. Alright, so you know, white people are so bad, so toxic, that everybody, of course, wants to live around us. But... With certain events that are being held, white people just are not welcome. They kind of pollute the space. You know, we've heard from Richard Spencer and and uh, his his buddy there, Jack Donovan, about how women pollute the space. You know, we're talking about that for years. Richard now extreme leftist or something. <laughs> anyway, white people pollute the space, guys. And so that's why Wellesley students, students at Wellesley schools, were actually racially segregated, where white children were not allowed to attend certain events. This is, you know, kind of like uh, reverse apartheid that's going on here. It's, but, you know, apartheid's bad if white people do it. If it's used to discriminate against white people, then it's, then it's great. So some people are going to say, hey, you know, uh, it, why not let them racially segregate? It's, it's better if we are segregated. That's not really the point here. The point here is the double standards and also how white people are being turned into untouchables, into third-class citizens in our own countries, how we're being genocided. So let's just take a listen to this news report quickly. So a nonprofit group representing three families has filed a federal lawsuit against Wellesley schools, claiming that the district violated the constitutional rights of their students. According to the lawsuit, Wellesley held racially segregated events for students where certain students were invited, but white students were specifically excluded. The suit also alleges that the district suppresses the First Amendment right of students with their policy on biased speech, in one instance, allegedly telling students that the phrase blue lives matter in support of law enforcement is associated with white supremacy. This is not how public schools that operate with public tax dollars should be conducting themselves. Um, it is fundamentally un-American to discriminate against students or separate, sec separate students, segregate students, treat them differently on the basis of race. It's un-American and also it's unconstitutional. The group Parents Defending Education wants a judge to stop Wellesley's policies. And we've reached out to the district for comment, but have, have not yet heard back. 
All right, moving on. I saw this article being promoted to me via Firefox, and it's titled The Dark Truth Behind What Makes a Good Neighborhood. And I knew just by the title that they were going to be fetching about white people the entire time. So I just did a control F about this and also know what makes really what makes a good neighborhood. It's how many white people are in it anyway, or rather how many black people aren't in it usually. So uh, here is just what I found. The dream came with more than the usual allotment of illusions without massive public subsidies for the automotive infrastructure combined with active sabotage of public transportation the suburbs would have remained prohibitively remote without racially motivated white flight from urban centers those distant cow fields would have remained populated only with cows and without racist policies they would not have remained white just white 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 blame the whites yet it was principally the consequence of the most significant welfare program in american history one that was targeted with unerring precision at the hearts and wallets of the white middle class oh it's just white welfare yeah so uh skipping ahead that comes before considering the contribution of the highway expansion program in which the federal government covered 90 percent of the cost of making it possible for white people to live with other white people in otherwise remote locations what's so wrong with that if diversity is so great why are white people running from it every possible opportunity and they go on and on. The American real estate game played a central role in the creation of a mostly white middle class whose power and breadth had few parallels in history. Oh, it's the white middle class that needs to be blamed. Yeah. As they destroyed the, the middle class over the past few years and decades. Oh, the white middle class. Oh, it was just so powerful. And again, uh, you know, they just go on and on blaming whitey. And just talking about how how evil it was that white people went to live amongst themselves in some cow fields. All right, let's take a look at this. Another racist AI that they put out there. This is from Futurism. So there's a program uh, or an AI called Ask Delphi. It's a machine learning model from the Allen Institute for AI. And so some people found that it gives some rather interesting ethical advice here. So here's here's a normal one. Is it okay to eat at a restaurant and then leave without paying? It's wrong, says Delphi. A white man walking toward you at night. Delphi says, it's okay. A black man walking towards you at night. It's concerning. <laughs> yes, this AI understands. It must have really gotten some good information fed into it. So... Uh, previously Delphi had said being a white man is more morally acceptable than being a black woman. He's also said being straight is more morally acceptable than being gay. <clears throat> and so, yeah, this is causing some people to be a little bit concerned. An interesting question that was asked here. Can I, a soldier intentionally kill civilians during wartime? <laughs> it's expected. He's not saying it's right. I guess they, I'm, I'm saying that I shouldn't call the AI a he, but uh, the AI is saying it's expected. And that's true. It is expected when you're a soldier to kill civilians during wartime. That is true. So anyway, just one more racist AI. Remember Tay AI? That was one of the most famous ones. I've probably dealt with a few other ones in the past too. All right. And the last story here is, uh, again, cancel Halloween. Cancel the word spooky because spooky is racist. And that is why the National Theater of Scotland has banned the word spooky because spooky, 
apparently in World War II, referred to black pilots. The word was long, around long before it was used bl- briefly, apparently, just to describe black pilots. And uh, na- nobody even complained. I'm sure no black people even knew about the usage of spooky to refer to black pilots. But the, the theater had to step ahead of it and say, you know, we got we to gotta make some change. Yeah, they were concerned that the word could become problematic in the future said there's been a lot of training and meetings since the Black Lives Matter movement and and how National Theater Scotland should change. So if people say that we should change, we got to change. So staff said that the word had been flagged as a racist slur bandied about during the Second World War. Uh, American servicemen use spooky to refer to black pilots and the word has been controversial in the US as a result. Has it has it really been controversial? I don't think so. Not that I know of. I've never Never heard of it being controversial, but I guess I'm not too clued in. I'm not woke enough is really the problem. Now, should I, do you think we should just ban the word cracker, though? I mean, that's been used to denigrate white people for a while. So I don't think that these companies should even be allowed to sell crackers anymore. I also don't like the white ghost. Like, like white children are spooky or something? Come on. Uh, why is the ghost white? You know? It's just they're running around looking like little clansmen. Ban ghosts, too. You gotta ban the ghosts, okay? No more little clansmen running around. <sighs> Only Nicki Minaj's. Only Nicki Minaj allowed from now on. Little girls can dress up as Nicki Minaj, who is a hero, according to Andrew Anglin. Anyway, uh, have a festive fall, everybody. Don't even say happy Halloween anymore. That could be offensive. I just want to wish you all a festive fall. But seriously, I do hope you enjoyed this season as much as we need to focus our energies on the people who are ruling over us, ruining us. Don't forget uh, the beauty that surrounds us and what it is that we're fighting for. With that being said, thank you so much to everybody who has supported the network, to anybody that plans to support the network, uh, people who visit heathenherbs.com, and everybody out there who listens and shares this show. Talk to you all again very soon. Class white, the fed is head with.